Welcome back to the Indiana Bible College podcast, where every Tuesday and Thursday, it's our goal to bring you an apostolic sermon. The new Indiana Bible College album will release April 11th, 2018. You can order your digital copy on iTunes or listen on most music streaming services. You can also purchase split tracks, chord charts, and physical product at voicevision.com. Thanks again for listening to the Indiana Bible College podcast, where we're training tomorrow's apostolic leaders today. Welcome back to the Indiana Bible College podcast, where today we have student Ridge Mazdam preaching a message entitled, Trust. said unto Satan, Behold, all that hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And there that day, when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, there came a messenger unto Job and said, The the oxen were plowing in the field, and the donkeys feeding beside them. And the Sabians befell them and took them away. Yea, they had slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I, and I only, am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there also came another, and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven, and hath burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them. And I am only escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, the Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away and have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I am only escaped to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, came there also another and said, Thy sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young man and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. Uh, if you just want to put your Bible down real quick and let's pray real quick. Amen. Amen. You may all be seated. All right, today I would like to speak on the simple subject of trust. Uh, whenever we started reading, you, um, Job, he, everyone knows the story of Job pretty well. Job was a very upright man. Uh, I mean, it said that he was a perfect man. Um, and as he's going about, he's done everything right his whole life. And um, in verse chapter 12, uh, it just starts out, a normal day, and all of a sudden, somebody runs in and says, all of your sheep, all of your oxen are gone, or all your donkeys and everything's gone, and back in the day, your animals were what were going to sustain you. They were your money. 
They were everything. And, you know, not only that, they killed all the servants that were with him. And that's a huge blow. And while he's yet speaking, he, doesn't, he hardly gets the words out of his mouth. And here comes another person. And the Sabians befell them um, and took all their sheep and the servants as well and consumed them. Um, everything Job had was being taken away from him. Everything that was most valuable. You know, that's the thing about Satan. He always knows where to attack. He, what he'll do is, you know, every aspect of your life, you'll be like, this is so important to me. And God will start pulling things, or the devil will start pulling things from you. And um, my grandpa would always say, you know, uh, it's just nuts and bolts, you know, or whatever the situation was. But he would say, at least you're all right. At least you're all right. And through everything that goes missing from him, um, Most all parents would, um, you know, with your house, let's say your house goes missing, you have no money and nothing to your name, but at least you have your family, right? Like everything's gone. But uh, then you get to verse 18, and it said, and a great wind came and smote the four corners of the house. Now, whenever I looked this up in Barnes, it said like it was probably a tornado that came and just wiped everything. So I just, you know, not... Everything that you have is gone. Your, your livelihood, your family. The only thing that Job had was like four servants and a wife. That was it. Everything was gone. Um, you know, they always say you're prepared for every emergency. Like, you know, you train yourself in your mind. You're like, you know, if this goes wrong, um, I've, like I've went to classes. I've heard teachers teach. I've heard, I've read the manuals. Uh, I've listened to every wise person. And all of a sudden, tragedy strikes. And everything, I don't care how much you've learned, how much you've read in a book, all that goes out the window, every, every single bit of it. And then you're in that situation, you're like, what do I do? And you see, about three and a half years ago, um, my dad, he decided to remodel our bathroom. And it sounds harmless, right? So uh, it all started when my mom went to a ladies' retreat at the church, and my dad had bought a, a cabinet sink. And he's like, you know what? While your mom's gone, we, it had been sitting there for a month, and he decides to put it in. And he's like, all right, come on, son, let's go do this. So we take out the sink, and as soon as we get the sink out, we notice that the, we had carpet in our bathroom. And my dad's like, you know what? Let's get rid of this. Let's get, let, that's terrible. Let's just get it out. So we rip up the linoleum. Well, then we notice that the boards on the floor are squishy. So we're like, well we better replace that. So we cut out some holes in the floor and we get all that out. And then we look and the boards are rotted going across and they go all the way under the tub. So we're like, okay, well now we've got to take the tub out. So my dad's like, yeah, this is a good idea. We're going to have this all done by the time your mom gets back, pulls out the tub. And then by the time that he gets the tub out, he looks at the wall and he put his hand up against the window and he goes, I can feel some air coming through there. It wasn't very well insulated. So he's like, get a hammer bang, hits it in the wall, tears out all the walls. All we have is just studs going around our bathroom. That's it. So my mom, she comes back, and the simple task of replacing a sink had turned into a sink, new floor, the boards, the runners, everything. Uh, we didn't have a bathtub, and all the walls were gone. 
And so uh, all we had was in the middle of the room, there was a toilet. That was it. <laughs> so needless to say, whenever my mom came home, uh, she, was, she was ticked. <laughs> she, we ended up, we had to drive like two miles across town, and we had to shower at my aunt's house every single day. Um, it was terrible, and um, it was a really bad time. But uh, during all this process, like, my dad, it was like a Sunday morning or something, and he was working on uh, the light switch, and he's just messing with it or something, and two of the wires came loose and shocked him. And, you know, it's just a shock, you know. I had worked on maintenance, replaced every light in the school. I've had sparks go up in my fl- face. I've been shocked more times than I can honestly count. But you never really think of anything of it. But uh, so my dad was like, well, that, that's enough for me today. So he went and he sat down in his chair. And uh, about five minutes later, ten minutes later, he, um, I hear my dad start yelling, Cinda, 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 which is my mom. And... They're, my mom runs in there, and my, my dad's just twitching all over. And they're like, my mom's like, Carl, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> like, that's your first, re- I mean, she had no idea what was going on. And he's like, I can't. Like, he, he's like, I can't, I can't. And he, like, started holding his throat like he couldn't breathe. And so now it finally hits my mom, something serious is going on. So she calls all of us. We're all there. It was right before church. My aunt was in town. And they start calling everybody in. They're like, okay, let's pray. Pray for him. We call the ambulance. Ten minutes later, the ambulance is seriously two blocks up the street, and it's been ten minutes, and they're not there. So we're like, you know what? We're just going to drive there. So I get in the car. You know, I'm trying to be a little cautious, like I'm speeding, you know. And my dad's like, don't speed, don't speed. And my mom goes, Ridge, fly. So I flew. I was going like 90 and a 25 and turned my flashers, and I was honking my horn and went like all the couple miles to the hospital. But... Uh, so that was definitely fun. I mean, in a bad situation, but uh, but my dad he went to the hospital and uh, they hurried up, put him in an MRI machine, and they said, well, he's got some spots on the brain. And they said it's either three choices: it's either bacteria, virus, or cancer. They're like, first you want to hope for bacteria because we can cure that pretty easy. Then virus, and last you want to hope for cancer. So um, within a week, my dad had already went through surgery. Um, and everything came out well. They're like, he could be paralyzed. He could this and this and this and this, and everything. I mean, we walked back there right after surgery, and my dad was already able to move his arms and his legs and, like, his hand and everything, which was awesome, miraculous move of God. And uh, so while he was gone, like, I had to keep our family business running and everything. So I'm, like, back working and everything, and everyone was up in the city working. And... Uh, my cousin came in, and he's like, Ridge, uh, he's like, you might want to sit down real quick. And I was like, okay, you know, I was just working. And he's like, um, I just got a text, and um, the doctors came in to your dad, and they were talking to him. And my dad wanted to know how much longer he had to be in the hospital. He said, how much longer do I have to be in here? And he said, six months if you're lucky, nine months at best. He's like, that's with chemo, radiation, everything. And my dad goes, what are you talking about? He goes, no, just, what do you mean? And he goes, that, and that's it. He goes, you have a rare type of brain cancer. It's called glioblastoma, and that's all that we can do. He's like, I'm so sorry, and walked out of the room. You want to talk about your whole life being pulled out from under you. I mean, everything was going good. And, um, 
you know, the whole time I honestly, truly believed my dad was going to get healed. Every moment, every step along the way, you know, I was just, I was trusting in God to the fullest that I could. And uh, whenever, um, when, one day my dad pulled me out on the porch and he said, he pulled me out and he said, set me down and he goes, Ridge, you know, with everything that the doctors have said, I, I might not be here much longer. He goes, you're going to have to lead this family. And um, you're basically the man now. I, I can't do very much. So as my father's health continued to decline, um, I still believed in healing. And, um, but that wasn't God's will for my dad. And on August 3rd, 2015, uh, he passed away. I say all this to get to the simple point that I could have gotten mad at God for what happened. I could have whined and complained, but I had to realize that there's a will for everything that happens. God's got a way that for everything. Isaiah 55 and 9 says that his ways are far above our ways and his thoughts are much higher than ours. And um, we'll probably never understand it. And you know what? Not everything's meant to be understood. But you know what? Could I have everybody stand real quick? Just real quick. There was a statistic that hit me. Um, while Chris Branch was actually preaching a service, I hope I don't butcher this. But he said, look to your left and look to your right. And he said, statistically, for Bible college students, at least one of you is going to fall out of truth. You can be seated. I'm aiming for the 33% today. I don't know what it is that's going to drag you away, whether it's going to be a family situation, whether it's something terrible happens to your health and you can't get over it, you can't rationalize why this would happen to you. But you know what? God's got this. There's nothing that he can't do. He's going to be with you every single step of the way. You know, we never re- I never realized all the miracles that happened until, in hindsight, two, two days more, and my dad would not have insurance for anything they would have had to have done. We would have been so far in debt with our family that I don't even know what we would have done. My dad was given six months to live, and God was gracious and gave him 13 months. And he, he was never in pain the whole entire time. And he drew our families closer together. My dad's one dream was he said, Ridge, he goes, through all this, I just want, I just want to let you know, our church is going to be full. He goes, I, he goes, I can picture my, our church. He goes, I'm believing for a healing. It, but he goes, you know what? Even if the healing doesn't come and all my family has to come and they only get to hear that gospel one time, he goes, that'll be worth it to me because they'll still have that chance and they'll have that knowledge to come to God. Um, and it just may look like your darkest day. I just want to let you know that God's got it. He's got you right in the palm of his hands. And it may look dark and it may look grim. But if you ever think about walking away, even in the hardest trial that you've ever been through, just know that God's going to carry you through and that he's got you.
if we could just all stand and pray real quick. Music Fest is a conference designed to challenge and inspire those involved in church music and worship arts ministry. You can head over to www.ibcmusicfest.com and register.